Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Silicon Dreams 1550 AM. I'm Charlene from Orbis 86, your host for today. And on this episode, we have with us Siddharth Jain, who is a seasoned law graduate and the head of Launchpad at LCX Exchange, leveraging five years of blockchain expertise to drive strategic partnerships, token sales, and successful onboarding of startups. Welcome, Siddharth. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Awesome. So with that, we would like to dive right into your journey. So if you could share about, um, you know, how it was going from a, being a law graduate to your current role in business development and strategic partnerships in the blockchain and crypto space. Yeah, sure, Shalene. So uh, Shalene, my journey uh, in blockchain and crypto industry began in 2017 when Bitcoin was around $2,000, dollars Okay. And uh, I was in my third year of law school uh, when this journey started. And this started with trading Bitcoins, but it quickly trans uh, transitioned from trading cryptocurrencies to mining them. Uh, me and my couple of friends started mining cryptocurrencies. But unfortunately, uh, in 2018, due to RBI's notification, uh, crypto trading was banned and uh, banks were prohibited from dealing in cryptocurrencies or offering any service services to the customers. Mm -hmm. So we had to unfortunately shut down our mining operations. Post such SAR experience and busy schedules of later years in the law school, uh, I got a tad bit disoriented and moved away from the crypto space. Though I kept in touch and was in close watch on the space and updated myself regarding all the changes that were ha happening in this space. Yeah. Unfortunately, in 2020, I got to realize the true potential of what blockchain and DeFi has to offer yeah. and the potential of which it holds to disrupt the traditional financial system, along with making a presence felt in other market and sectors as well. So uh, because of this previous experience in this space, I got an offer to be an advisor to a team uh, which was developing a launchpad. After that, I got another offer to consult on a Metaverse project. And soon I started taking on more projects and provided advisory services regarding how to navigate in this uh, particular crypto space and mainly directed at business development aspects. Oh. Uh, then came the NFT boom. Mm -hmm. All thanks to my experience I gained uh, and the network I built while rendering these services. In 2022, I conceptualized and co-founded a series called Bay NFTs. It was a women-centric NFT series with a focus on community-driven digital fashion brand. So uh, this project not only celebrated the empowerment of women mm -hmm. through fashion, but uh, also marked uh, my significant foray in the NFT space. So we sold out the batch. Uh, it was a hell of a market it was completely a bullish bearish market nobody was uh, you know nobody was interested in buying nfts so at that time it was the downfall of nfts mm -hmm. so soon after that i got an offer from lcx and mm -hmm. jo uh, to join the business development team and since then i have uh, uh, i have accumulated raise of 25 million dollars uh, I have onboarded projects used. who wants to raise this amount of money. I have created a network of investors, around 15 to 20 investors. I have a network of around 70 to 80 projects who are willing to raise funds uh, currently and in the near future. And I have also created a network of launchpads and uh, uh, IDO launchpads and ICO launchpads of around 10 to 12 launchpads. So I have created a huge network of people around uh, the work I do. That's, that's an so awesome... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. You can That's go. That's a bit about me. Okay. That was a bit about me. Uh, 
that's that's great i mean that's a very interesting journey i love that you had a project with the cause initially and then now you've you know uh, moved in with lcx exchange and so you know going uh, going to that you know as the head of the launchpad at lcx uh, exchange could you provide insights into the process of you know onboarding startups for for uh, token sales icos and uh, also discuss the challenges involved in facilitating projects with a cumulative fundraising goal of you know exceeding um, 25 million dollars that is Sure. Uh, so, uh, Shonin, uh, the onboarding onboarding process is a bit extensive, mm -hmm. as it involves a thorough evaluation of a project. Mm -hmm. So, we have devised a in-house due diligence process of our own, wherein we evaluate projects on the basis of few basic and advanced key factors, uh, like uh, technological innovation. Here, we evaluate the uniqueness and the uh, innovation of a project's underlying technology. Uh, then comes team expertise. We assess the team's experience in both blockchain technology and the specific domain the project aims to disrupt. Uh, then comes the market potential, trends, and timing, which is a huge factor while deciding on, on onboarding any project. Mm -hmm. So here we analyze the size and the growth potential of any target market and how the project addresses a real-world problem. Moreover, we stay updated on the latest trend in the Web3 space and also consider the timing of the investment in relation to the market cycles. Then comes partnerships and collaborations. Uh, so here we look at the partners they already have and mm -hmm. the potential partners they want to have. So if there is a synergy between the partners and the project itself and th these partners are of repute, then it's a green light from us. Uh, then comes roadmap, which is one of the most quintessential aspect which we evaluate because it shows it shows what it shows a clear picture of what the project is willing to achieve in how much stipulated time. So it is very quint it is quintessential to assess the project's roadmap for development, uh, deployment, and scaling. Then comes the reg regulatory compliance. So we being a regulated exchange, it becomes really important for us to ensure the project adheres to the legal and regulatory requirements in the relevant jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. Then comes uh, tokenomics is another aspect of it uh, because we are uh, you know raising funds through token sale. Tokenomics yeah. becomes a very essential part of our evaluation aspect. Mm -hmm. So here we assess to understand. Uh, here we assess to understand the purpose and utility of projects token within the ecosystem, and also evaluate the distribution model and incentive of tokens and and the ne the network of participants in that particular ecosystem. Right. So these are a few few a uh, few parameters uh, which we evaluate. Other than these parameters, we also look at security measures taken by the project, the competitive landscape, the community uh, engagement, etc. Okay, and and so you know, uh, thank you for that detailed, uh, you know, insight into the whole process of onboarding. That being said, uh, you know, my second part of the question is, what are some of the challenges that you usually face, and you know, how do you all kind of overcome or you know get through them? Uh, so uh, there, there are few uh, challenges uh, that we face uh, while assessing and evaluating these projects. But uh, uh, we 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 look at these these particular aspects that are called for, mm -hmm. and uh, more or less uh, what we do on our part to encounter these challenges is market research. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's really uh, important for us to understand the current market trends, the needs of the target audience and competitive landscape. So, for example, if there is a project which is focused on NFTs and metaverse, yes. so uh, we would be a bit skeptical to onboard that particular project in current market trend 
because the trend is not towards these particular projects mm -hmm. and investors are not looking to invest in these projects. Okay. Similarly, uh, if there are projects which are focused on AI or uh, real world asset tokenization, we would be happy to look into them because these are the trends which are going right now. Right. Uh, then another another aspect, another challenge that we encounter is of weak tokenomics. So tokenomics, as I mentioned earlier, becomes very important for us and for the investors as well, because ultimately the investment is for the tokens. Mm -hmm. So uh, developing a robust tokenomics, wherein we define the tokens utility, supply mecha me mechanics, distribution plans, and how it integrates into the broader ecosystem of your project is very essential. Uh, then after that, uh, uh, marketing and community building also becomes a challenge uh, right. because in the public sale, uh, what happens is the community and the public is investing in your project. Yeah. So a proper hype and uh, the amplification of your launch of your token sale is rather very important. Uh, so uh, these are a few challenges. One more challenge that I would like to uh, tell you about is investor relation. So usually in a token sale, uh, the investor, the investors which take part in the private sale, they they are the most important investors because they are getting the uh, tokens at the most discounted value. Sure. So uh, they become a very essential investors for the project. Mm -hmm. So the outreach program has to start before even months of the private sale. So yes. it has to be planned and strategized in a manner the, uh, in which the investor is interested in investing in our project and investors know how and when he can invest and also the project should be well above well uh, aware about the intentions of the investors let's say if an investor invests and he doesn't have uh, the intentions to hold that token for a long period of time and he just wants wants a quick buck out of that investment that then it is very detrimental for the project as well so it's a two-way street wherein the investor should be well aware about about the project yes. and the project shall also be very very well aware about the investor that that is true so we take back you know investor relations marketing and community building from what you just explained which is very important and for us as a project as well i mean with orbis 86 we've seen that as well and yeah that being said uh with so many years of experience in in the blockchain and web3 space right what are some of the key trends uh and developments that you find most exciting or impactful for the industry right now uh, so uh, over the five years, surely the crypto industry has undergone rampant and extensive development and changes. Yep. Uh, I have observed its journey, a transformation from fickleness and volatility to stability, a shift of belief from skepticism to dogmatism and firm belief. Mm -hmm. So uh, truly, it has been a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Uh, but to list a few, uh, firstly, I would like to uh, list institutional uh, adoption. Mm -hmm. This is particularly a trend which started off in, I guess, 2019 mm -hmm. uh, with entry of Buck and Fidelity Digital. Uh, these two particular agencies facilitated crypto trading, asset crypto trading and asset management to institutional investors. So ever since then, there has been a notable increase, increase in the adoption of blockchain and cryptocurrencies by traditional finance, uh, financial institutions and corporations. Mm -hmm. banks, uh, investment funds, uh, traditional, uh, traditional financial institutions and corporations, uh, they all have, you know, uh, started to integrate blockchain technology for various purposes, uh, like uh, cross-border payments, supply chain management, and especially as an investment class. So yeah. institutional adoption has been a great development. 
in the uh, in the blockchain industry because it was rather needed because without the support of these institutional uh, institutional investors and institutional institutions no financial system can run and blockchain cannot get uh, to the stage where it is right now mm-hmm. uh, then i feel uh, defi growth is another uh, trend and development uh, that is uh, worth noting uh, so defi has emerged as a major trend this mm-hmm. sector has been explosive seen explosive growth in terms of user user adoption mm-hmm. and the amount of money logged in defi protocols so it has uh, proved a financial system uh, without any central authorities yeah uh, like traditional intermediaries and other sovereign states so it, it, it's it's a kind of a development which was essential and which is very fundamental to the basics of uh, a blockchain and the decentralized uh, way of things ahead exactly. so uh, after that i think uh, uh, advancement in the technology itself Mm-hmm. has been a major development uh, in this space like a uh, blockchain technology has advanced significantly with innovations in scalability efficiency and most importantly inter- interoperability mm-hmm. so uh, it has gone from smart contract innovation to building layer 1 layer 2 introduction of modular blockchain zk rollups so these innovations have uh, led to increased use of use uh, it has led to increased use cases and real life adoption of blockchain as a service and uh, one more i would like to uh, uh, one more it's the, uh, for example pw uh, pow to pos mm-hmm. so the proof of work to proof of stake is also a great development in this space especially looking after the uh, environmental concerns which were associated with mining and proof of work Mm-hmm. uh this resolu- uh, this solution of proof of staking has been a game changer mm-hmm. and it indeed has introduced a more secure and transparent system uh then apart from these major developments mm-hmm. uh what i feel personally uh, have been the most exciting one for me is the establishment of decentralized exchanges and centralized exchanges mm-hmm. because back in the day in 2017 to 2018 i was it it was only p2p or otc cash deals through which we could sell or buy or trade cryptocurrencies but it has become so easier uh, these days through these decentralized exchanges and centralized exchange to sell buy and trade cryptocurrencies yeah. and i also uh, found uh, the meme coin uh, uh, trend to be really ex- accelerating 100x 200x 500x overnight it was something beyond logic but mm-hmm. amazing all right yeah thanks thanks for telling us i mean yeah i mean these are some things that we have to look out for in in the whole web3 space as well and you know now i want to get to you know people who are aspiring to uh, to be uh, you know entrepreneurs in the web3 space or just just get into the web3 space for for that matter so um in your opinion what are you know the main challenges and opportunities uh, considering the trends that you've mentioned right that startups in the blockchain and space face today uh particularly when it comes to you know fundraising and market integration and just just all all of that uh yeah so uh like in any industry of startups in blockchain space also encounter many ch- challenges mm-hmm. so uh, to name a few uh, first being a uh, market volatility uh, mm-hmm. so the crypto market is very volatile and yeah. it can affect startup valuation and investor co- confidence mm-hmm. uh complicating fundraising efforts so for instance uh, there were a lot of projects which were building on terra uh, 
but after the USDT and uh, Luna fiasco resulting in Terra blockchain shutting down, all these projects had to either shut down or start from zero again. Right. So this uh, volatile this volatile market has been and will be uh, one of the most major challenges in this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I I myself was uh, de- uh, deploying a project of mine with a friend of mine on Terra blockchain, uh, but the fiasco made it really difficult for us. So we had to uh, shut down the project. So mm-hmm. these kind of challenges will always will be there because yeah. the market still is at a very nascent stage thus yeah. it is very volatile but slowly as the adoption increases sustainability increases uh, stability will kick in and will make this volatile market into a less uh, volatile market uh, then another challenge uh, that startups may face is regulatory uncertainty uh, startups uh, often struggle with evolving regulatory environment which can be ambiguous and vary by region so impacting uh, this impacts fundraising and operations a lot. The regulatory uh, landscape is constantly changing and it is becoming difficult for projects to navigate. Mm-hmm. So for uh, example, in India, RBI, as I earlier mentioned that RBI banned crypto trades in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, they imposed, now they have imposed uh, heavy taxes since 2022 July, which has made a lot of startups which were supposed to, uh, you know, which were supposed to start in India to move abroad, and a lot of projects which were running in India have moved their moved their operations to uh, abroad, uh, like countries like Dubai, Thailand, Vietnam, and so on. Yeah. Uh, similarly, US banned their uh, citizens from participating in an ICO. So these regulations and compliance is a huge barrier for any startup, and may be, you know, uh, a, a great grave challenge for these startups and act as a barrier for them to enter this space. True. Then uh, the last, lastly, I feel uh, competition and differentiation is another uh, challenge faced by startups. Uh, the crowded, the blockchain space and the Web3 spaces, space is much crowded uh, these days and it becomes challenging for startups to stand out and capture significant at- attention. Due to open source, uh, open source cul- culture, it is very easy to copy paste for any project or any product. Uh, for example, uh, Uniswap. It is it is said. I'm not saying it is said mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, there were a lot of copies of Uniswap, and okay. still in the uh, white paper of those particular decks, uh, at some places they forgot to change Uniswap name. So it still shows that uh, it's a Uniswap, but it's some other project. Right. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, it's 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 funny to hear that the market is crowded now because a few years back, I think we wouldn't think of something like this. But then, even when when I attended uh, the India Blockchain Week and I saw the amount of people that are now adopting, uh, you know, the mass adoption of Web three, which is it's still in a slow process, com- uh, uh, considering the you know population of India in general. But as we yeah. did with the UPI, I think that's where we're headed at with Web three and you know the whole technology. And also from, I think, a marketing perspective, um, more than just selling the technology, we need to kind of put out, you know, the use cases, which is very important for, you know, startups to kind of make sure that there are people that adopt the technology as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. So Exactly. Uh, But as I mentioned, uh, the copy-paste, yeah, as I mentioned, the copy-paste culture uh, is very detrimental to this particular space because as a trend kicks in, Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody is making the similar product and there is no unique factor or USP 
uh, with one particular project and there is no uh, first mover advantage because uh, you can develop a project within minutes within hours if you are a good developer mm-hmm. uh, you, you can just copy paste within hours so there, there is no first mover advantage as well in this space currently that that is true yeah and uh, you know with with that i just want to you know we'll we'll come to our last question uh, which is sure. you know, how how do you kind of uh, balance the technical aspects of blockchain integration with the marketing efforts when overseeing projects and also to end it uh, what is one advice you would give to entrepreneurs entering the field sure uh, so uh, so uh, i i i have been a law student so uh, it was rather difficult for me to go through all the technical aspects and to understand what a blockchain is and how a blockchain works. Uh, but uh, it, as I mentioned that it's an open source, it is really easy uh, to make yourself educated about every aspect, every technical aspect of of the uh, of this particular space. Uh, I taught myself how to code. I taught myself how to deploy an NFT, how to make a DEX, how to make a coin. So, uh, it was it was very difficult but uh, it was it it was made easier because of all the information all the all the resources that are available to educate yourself uh, when it comes to marketing uh, and and the technical integration it market research becomes a major factor Right. You have to be updated with all the current trends and how the blockchain and the crypto space works. It, it, it's ever changing. It's changing within minutes. It's changing within hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it becomes very difficult for one person to be on top of every trends that are that are going on. Uh, so you have to, you should uh, make a list of a few resource resources which you uh, tend to look for trends. For example, you can be on Twitter, you can follow a few pages, uh, you can also, you know, uh, subscribe to newsletters which uh, which give you daily trends and which update you about the daily trends. Mm-hmm. So these are few few aspects uh, which can help you in marketing marketing. And what I ha- what I have realized in this particular space that nothing is for sure. Mm-hmm. Everything is uh, hit and hit and try method. Yeah. So you, for example, uh, giveaway giveaways were going great into 2022 and 23, but now they are not. A community engagement wherein you were asking for likes, for follows, and you were giving giving away something to the community members. It was going great in 2022, 2023, but it is not. There was no mention of airdrops a while back, but everybody is involved in airdrops currently. So yeah. uh, everything is uh, try try yourself. Uh, you know, everything is. You have to try first, and then you have to see it, was it successful for you or not. It's very subjective. Uh, it depends on project to project, category to category. Right. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's true. I mean, the main thing is definitely education, and from an institutional perspective as well, to educate people uh, and you know onboard them into Web three. That being said, for someone who's getting into the space, they have to be you know uh, be be able to learn well to make sure that the sources that they are referring to are legit. And that being said, I think be able to, you know, just keep up with everything that's happening at some point. And I think most importantly, to be able to take risks, be confident enough and, you know, be with with the, what they are doing. And uh, it's okay to fail, I guess, at some point you have to learn from there and build from there as everybody does in web. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. With, risk is- 
ஆஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்ஸ்பெக்ட்